Hello and welcome to my brand new podcast called Innovation. Innovation was inspired by my previous podcast called Silence, where over the course of two years, I spoke weekly with 100 women from science, technology, engineering and mathematics, or STEM. We discussed their experiences and what they've learned along their life journeys and their hopes and ideas for living fulfilled and contented lives. The conversations on silence were always so raw and honest and not just about STEM, but about absolutely everything. And the topics that have come up are often the same topics that people want to discuss after I've given a talk or the topics that come up in conversations that I have with my mentees. And so what I've done is I've sifted through all of those episodes to bring you my favourite pearls of wisdom along specific themes. Each week on Innovation, I'll be reflecting on my favourite talking points that I found particularly inspiring and empowering in the hope that they resonate with you too. Think of it like a giant mentoring session, but instead of hearing just from me, you get to hear from a bunch of really incredibly inspiring women from STEM. This week, it's all about self-acceptance. I've come to realise that in society there are so many different people who are telling me that I am not enough, whether that's as a woman, as a person of colour, as a... So I'm, I'm, um, I'm dyslexic as well, so in that sense as well. You know, there are so many little categories that I fit into where there is someone who will be telling me that I'm not good enough. So I can either complain about not being good enough or I can just accept that is who I am. And that doesn't, you know, that, of course, it doesn't mean I'm not good enough, but, you know, I, there's no point complaining about it because it's not going to mm. change. So I can make the most of who I am and really own that. Self-acceptance has come up a lot on silence, but what exactly is it? What does it feel like? Maybe if I was to hazard a guess, I would say it feels calm and strong and wholesome. I've had moments like that in my life. Usually when I've achieved good grades or, I don't know, done well at work or someone's patted me on the back for achieving something that was really challenging for me or having a really supported and encouraging call with a good friend. But on the whole, feeling like I fit in and that I'm accepted has not been a consistent or lasting experience. What is my usual experience is feeling busy and rushed and tired and distracted about all the things I've got to do and usually stressed out about all the things I haven't done. And I'm always expecting a lot from myself and therefore from others, as if I'm in a race or a competition. And quite frankly, it's exhausting. My guests on Silence have generally talked about feeling the same way. And I'm not sure if it's because we're women or generally high achievers in STEM, or maybe just that the society we live in is really tough and competitive where success is measured by how much you earn and what you have and what you look like. Anyway, whatever it is, fitting in seems to stem from comparing ourselves to other people and expecting things from ourselves because of expectations from others, whether that's at school or at work or even just in your communities. And all of that pressure seems to start really young. And and then as you get to high school, that's when the difference starts where... Well, the self-consciousness kicks in. Yeah. And then all the insecurities kick in, right? Exactly. If I'm different, I'm not going to be accepted. And then I feel 
the teasing and you know there's all of this that goes with high school for everybody and you don't want to add that burden by being a little more different than others haven't we all had times where we're really really wanting to fit in and we're really wanting to be accepted by others or we really want our speech to go well or our play to go well or our project that we've submitted to be liked or even just wanting followers on social media and so I can't imagine that there are people out there that don't know what it's like to not want to fit in and I think fitting in is down to feeling secure within yourself so not fitting in is about the insecurities we have and I think all human beings have insecurities Insecurities are so far-reaching. I mean, they can stem from so many different things, whether it's feeling insecure about the home you live in, feeling insecure about the country you live in, feeling insecure about the skin in which you live in. You know, there are so many reasons for feeling insecure. For me, I've always wondered if I'm smart enough, thin enough, good-looking enough, you know, and sometimes those insecurities can develop from generations way before we got here. And, uh, you know, sometimes we can even take on other people's insecurities. I know that my parents, as immigrants, always felt a bit awkward about being in this country. And uh, I kind of adopted their insecurity about being, you know, someone from Southeast Asia living in Britain even though I was born and raised in the UK. And so insecurities are all over the place and big and small and come in all different shapes and sizes. And so I think strength and empowerment comes from facing those insecurities, like really understanding what it is that makes you feel insecure and try to do something about it. I mean, sometimes nothing can be done about it. I mean, I can't change the color of my skin and I don't actually want to. So how do I live with being a woman of color? You know, how do I face those insecurities? Because those insecurities can make me feel really weak. It's what can throw me into self-doubt and make me not confident in my own skin. So trying to work through and understand where it is your insecurities lie for me, has been really important. And also for my guest on episode 74. So I grew up in a place that was very white. It wasn't very diverse. And it got to a point where I just assumed that I was everyone. And I became, I became someone who just assumed that everyone's the same, regardless of what I see in colour. Because I'm in a household where I've got two different colours in, in my household. But then I'm also walking out in the street and I see another colour. So everything is different to me and I just assume that I am everything too and then every now and then I check my skin I'm like hold on hold on <laughs> that's that's not me but um yeah I I just always think it's best to be open-minded and accepting of people unless they do something you know you know awful towards you but realistically everyone's a human being and should be treated with respect I think accepting yourself as being different and special and unique is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Um, I'm really 
weird I'm really odd I'm not conventional in any way a lot of people make assumptions about who I am and they are so wildly off the mark um and it's because all the things that make up me are just not run-of-the-mill and for a long long time in my life I felt so bad about that I felt so strange compared to everybody else and what I've had to do throughout my life is just accept who I am. And I have to admit that I'm still trying to figure that one out because it's not a quick fix. Learning to accept who you are, particularly when you sort of were born different compared to the people around you, has really been a massive piece of work for me. And, um, you know, it's great to be able to find people who are in your tribe and, you know, find people who are like you, but sometimes that doesn't exist. And so what's really been important is accepting myself for who I am and being kind to myself for my differences. And, you know, I wish I'd learned that when I was younger. In being different when I was young, I was always trying to sort of shape shift. I was always like a chameleon trying to sort of adapt myself to be able to relate to other people around me. And, you know, that can be quite crazy making when you're constantly trying to be something you're not. And that's certainly a sentiment that came out of episode 93. It's not accepted, whether that's because of religious reasons or just cultural and tradition. So I had to grow up kind of not being myself, kind of being a version of myself that was palatable to people around me. And that came with everything. Mm. If I had brought like my cultural food to school, I was made fun of. If I had my hair a certain way, I was made fun of. If, you know, I expressed interest in maybe like another girl that was ostracized it's just things that you know you create this image of yourself so that you won't get made fun of and it's not until you're in an environment that's as free as college that you can sit down and think about the kind of person that you are and find your own identity and be like okay like there's nothing wrong with this I spent a long time trying to get to know myself I mean there was definitely a period in my life where I really didn't know my ass from my elbow and I was trying desperately hard to be everything to everyone. And uh, first of all, it's exhausting and also a total waste of time because you'll never, ever be able to please anyone and everyone. And what I found from um, particularly doing Crash Course Physics was that, you know, I was doing something that I really believed in and I was doing it for all the right reasons and to help other people and still there were haters there were people that left horrible comments and there always will be in everything I do particularly when you put yourself on a public platform you're always opening yourself up to criticism and judgment and I haven't ever been able to face it unless I've had a really strong sense of self and I don't claim to have got to a point where I really am self-accepting in any way but I've certainly got to a point where I do things for the reasons that are right for me and I do things um, because I really really want to and because I feel that you know it's my calling and so when people are critical and judgmental I'm able to embrace 
what it is I'm doing, why I'm doing it, and the values that I have and the values that are driving me to do what I do. And so other people's hate doesn't affect me so much. And I, I really wish I'd learned that when I was young. And certainly a guest from episode 60 talks about accepting her weirdness from an early age. Some of it is upbringing. Mm. Um, and I think that some of it has to do with, you know, whether or not you want to actually fit in. Yeah. And I don't know how you get to be the kind of person who owns your weirdness because I was very blessed to be basically popped out of the womb, a complete weirdo with very accepting parents. So I think I got the luck of the draw really with that one. And it gave me this sense of like being very empowered to be whoever I was. It was the same then when I was at school, you know, I really, really wanted a boyfriend, but like that clearly wasn't happening for me because I was the weird girl. So, and you know, now obviously like, that these things pass I think school is quite a challenging time and now I have an amazing group of friends Mm -hmm. and a great life partner and you know so those things did sort of come together for me but I think it's a trade-off like it happens later but when it happens it happens better I think I tried things on you know I tried dressing in a more normal way um but it was really uncomfortable so I stopped Mm -hmm. (laughs) or I tried um you know I experimented with doing makeup I experimented with trying to be interested in the things that other people were interested in but um I think that it felt it felt like physically uncomfortable to try to be a person that I wasn't and Mm. so for me I was just I was I would love to say like oh I just had the strength of character to be true to myself I think I honestly couldn't um I've just always had to be whoever I am what I love about that guest is that she doesn't own her weirdness from anger um And that's not my story. You know, for a long, long time, I was so resentful and angry about um, being different. I was resentful and angry for not belonging to anything and for not fitting in. And, you know, that sort of anger you get when you're the last person chosen for a team. That kind of like, you know, kind of hate myself for not being chosen. Um, And she really has this like big confidence for just being, not fitting in in fact she embraced it to the point where she didn't necessarily want to fit in and you know that's something I really took away from that episode where I really want to be someone that just owns her stuff you know I always try and do things with the best of intentions and you know that's a sign of kind of knowing what you're doing and why you're doing it and for a long, long time, I haven't always had that knowledge. It's taken really looking at myself and a lot of meditation and being alone in myself to really establish what it is that I want to represent and what it is I want to give to this world. And I think part of the struggle of knowing what to give and knowing how to contribute has been because of my upbringing you know girls in particular or you know for me I was always raised in an environment where I could be seen but not heard you know it wasn't good for a woman to be outspoken and loud and kind of opinionated and different and unconventional and 
what I really see in younger generations is just people having the confidence and the assertiveness to stand up for what they believe in, but not in a aggressive and anger provoking way, but actually more just in a silently confident way. You know, really sort of um, saying, you know what, this is me and I'm not gonna fight you over it. I don't need to prove who I am, but this is really who I am and I'm cool with it kind of way. And in episode 23, she describes the kind of repression that she felt and what happens when you break away from voices of authority to follow your own path. It's really about taking responsibility for your own life. You know, even though I had this unconventional upbringing, I was still absolutely taught to respect authority. Authority meant anyone older than you. Um, respect the rules, to follow the system, to be a good girl, to not rock the boat. You know, all of these things were instilled in me through quite strong <laughs> reinforcement at home. So it took me a really long time to get to a place where I realized I could establish a boundary with someone in a position of authority and that I had the voice and I right. could say no. Um, that's actually not what I think, um, or mm. you're wrong. And it took me a really long time to realize that I could decide to break a rule. That might, yeah. you know, I would have to accept whatever consequences there were, but I could make that decision. That was possible. So accepting yourself really is about kind of letting go and surrendering the need to sort of prove yourself and fight for who you are externally. For me, I am such a perfectionist and I've always kind of honed in to the parts of me that need improving or developing. And, you know, cause I've always had this ambition to be the best and the highest and, you know, such, such harsh kind of goals. And I think, where I am today, particularly listening to all these incredible women in STEM is that you can be ambitious and you can be competitive, but it doesn't have to be cutthroat and it doesn't have to involve pushing yourself to the point of no return, if you know what I mean. So it's being ambitious for yourself, but also celebrating the achievements and accomplishments of others. It's not wanting to make mistakes, but at the same time, being tolerant and patient of the mistakes you make and the mistakes other people make. And generally just being a little bit more chilled out, which is exactly what my guest in episode 14 talks about. I think that I've just accepted who I am. You know, I think that comes with age. Personally, mm. that has come with age. Um, I'm also a parent, and that for me has been pivotal because I've just grown. When I say thicker skin, I don't necessarily mean I'm less sensitive, and I still care what people think, and that's nothing to be ashamed of. But I think that I am better prepared for, um, you know, not everyone being on my side. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I just expect. Now, in some ways, that's quite sad, but it's just the reality. I don't feel like I have to. I don't feel like it's 
really important to me that everybody likes me, um, you know, or that everybody's kind and that people aren't mean. The strong message of fitting in and self-acceptance from my guests over various episodes of Silence was really about embracing who you are and not being afraid to fail and accepting your imperfections as well as your qualities and your talents and really that can all be summed up with one sort of statement which is to just be yourself you know it's really that simple to just be yourself and being yourself comes with so many advantages in the sense that knowing who you are makes you so empowered on so many different levels because it can help you focus, it can help you create, it can help you be your best. Um, A lot of energy, a lot of our personal energy is drained from constantly worrying about what people think of us and whether we're doing the right thing and whether this is going to be successful or is it going to make me money and I'm not saying that all of those things aren't considerations but they shouldn't be driving factors and I often feel like sometimes we may have things a little bit upside down where we're driven by the goal of say making money rather than the goal of wanting to do something because we really feels like it needs to be done and I don't think knowing who you are and what makes you tick is a destination I think the most interesting part about getting to know yourself is the journey of doing that maybe you literally end up traveling on your own or going and getting a experience in something really unusual or you know applying yourself in a way that you've never done before whether that's through work or helping somebody else or trying something new and with all of those experiences you do get to know yourself more which is the most important thing and so when people do face a lot of prejudice and kind of find that a very negative experience um i find comments like you know toughen up or come on stop moaning about your life and you're not a victim and things like that really difficult because you know prejudice is definitely a thing that holds people back and um i don't think it's about being stronger in resisting people's lack of acceptance I think it's about knowing yourself more because you know in other words it's not about growing a thicker skin and being tougher on the outside it's about being stronger on the inside and that's exactly what my guest from episode 74 talks about I don't believe that I should be walking into a place and not be accepted based on prejudices or assumptions when they don't even know me they haven't even seen what I can do what I can bring and I find it ridiculous so 
I don't think I should be growing a thicker skin. I think people should be more open-minded. And I think that is the change that needs to happen. So I'm not sure if, if that in itself has made me have a thicker skin because I'm keeping to my values yeah. and keeping to my opinion. But I will always treat people with respect. And I would assume that someone would be doing that the same with me, especially when they don't even know me. I think once we start to fully accept who we are, and not in a way where we're trying to fit in and not in a way where we're trying to be accepted by sort of adapting ourselves to what we think is expected, but instead just living out our true selves. I think it can lead to a huge amount of creativity. Um, Certainly that's why companies need diversity and inclusivity because by having lots of different perspectives at the table and people who really know what their perspectives are to their core is so important for teams because when everyone's chiming in with their viewpoint they're not kind of clambering over each other but they're actually in this collaborative creative process that listens to all voices and hears all voices and incorporates all voices into a creative project. And I think companies and any anyone that is able to open their arms to diversity and inclusivity, whether that's because of race and gender or nationality, is going to succeed. And... Uh, One of the ways in which that was brought to light was in episode 18, where my guest talked about Black Girls Who Code. Black Girls Who Code came in and said, no, if you're Latinx, if you are African-American, if you identify as a woman, you're transgender, you're in the process, I don't care. You have a space here and you have a space at this table and we will accept everyone. And that seriously changed how we all talk to each other. So in closing then, I just think learning to accept ourselves for who we are is so fundamentally important. And, you know, it comes from wanting to belong to something. It it comes from wanting to be part of something because being alone and being out on a limb is really scary. It feels unsafe, it feels insecure, and that's why we want to always be able to group together. But what the women on my podcast, Silence, have taught me is that it's okay to be different. It's okay to be odd. It's okay to be weird. In fact, it's really interesting and it should be embraced. And by embracing yourself for who you truly are, it means that people get a chance to hear you and see you and if they're closed down and it's often a choice to be in those toxic situations if you're in a situation where someone doesn't want to see you and doesn't want to hear you and doesn't want to celebrate you for who you are maybe it's because you're choosing to stay there because you don't see yourself for who you are and if you do see yourself for who you are and you accept yourself for who you are You wouldn't want to be around people that don't celebrate you. And I've had so many different individuals 
on my podcast talking about their stories and what they've been through. And it's just been so incredibly inspiring and empowering to listen to women who have really got comfortable with being in their own skin. I think it's liberating. And that's certainly what I aspire to be, just comfortable and happy in my own skin. And that's not about changing conditions on the outside. It's not about changing where I live, where I go, what I do. I've kind of done all that so far, you know, lived in different countries and changed careers massively. And But it's really about just being comfortable with who you are today and what you represent and striving to be better and better, not for other people, but for your own peace of mind. So let me leave you with this last quote from episode 48, where I think my guest really sums our conversation up today about the things she's looking for in order to feel like she has it all. As I get older now, I realize that the actual challenge in life, I think, is being content. And that doesn't mean that, you know, you have to give up and or accept second best, not at all. But finding a place where, where you are happy and content with your life, whatever that is. And it, it comes back to knowing who you are, understanding yourself um, um, and finding that contentment. So that's that's my having it all. Finding a place where I'm content with what I have, whatever it may be. I'm not there yet. Mm. <laughs> That's it for this week of innovation. Please do subscribe and maybe even rate and review the show. And most importantly, please do send me any ideas that you've got for future themes on this show. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good week. <laughs>